We are beginning preparations for week 11 of the 2023 season. The Dolphins hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. So here's your primer on the Las Vegas Raiders, Miami's next opponent in this season. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Special tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The Raiders, we are shifting focus. The Las Vegas Raiders, the 5-5, five and five, surprisingly 5-5 five and five Las Vegas Raiders, are the next team on the docket for the Miami Dolphins. And the objective here is to kind of set the table. We'll do crossover Thursday, and we'll talk about a game plan to beat them like intimately. But know your opponent first. The Raiders are in second place in the AFC West, which is a big-time surprise uh, when you consider who their identity pieces are, what their performances have been like this year, and I think that's probably the first place we should start offensively. Raiders bring in Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason, experience with the Josh McDaniel system and the Patriot way, and he's benched uh, because he has guaranteed money for his contract long-term, and the Raiders very clearly have made a decision that they are going to transition away from all of the investments and decision and the direction of Josh McDaniels, who was fired after a 3-5 and five start. Now, Antonio Pierce is the interim defense or interim head coach. The Raiders have won their last two football games. We'll talk a little bit about the schedule, but before we do the schedule, let's acknowledge who like the cornerstone players are for Las Vegas Raiders. Who, who are the players to know? Colton Miller, uh, their offensive tackle, is one of the better offensive tackles in the game. Uh, he was a first-round pick out of UCLA. Uh, he's been banged up. He was doubtful last week uh, with a shoulder injury. I believe Jermaine Illuminor, a name that's familiar to Dolphins fans because he was one of the guys in the camp competition, I believe, in 2022, and then did not make the team and goes to Las Vegas and starts and started recently well at right tackle for them down the stretch. Held down the left tackle spot for the Raiders last year or, or last week. Josh Jacobs running back. Of course, this is a player the Dolphins were rumored to have called on in the offseason. He's on the franchise tag. Josh Jacobs was the league's rushing champion last year. And he is averaging 3.3 yards per carry this season. Now he's getting volume. He has 186 touches in 10 or 186 carries in 10 games. So it's 18 and a half carries per game. And then he's also caught 30 passes on 45 targets. Uh, he is the only player on the Raiders team to touch the ball more than 57 times. And he has 216 touches, 4.1 yards per touch, three fumbles this season. So, Josh Jacobs on a prove it franchise tag year has not had the kind of season that replicated what he put together last year down the stretch in the first year, Josh McDaniels, when he had 393 touches for 2053 yards from scrimmage, 1653 rushing yards, 
97.2 yards per game, led the league in rushing per game, and led the league in total rushing. He's always been a volume guy, uh, but he's leading the league in touches this year, and his yards per touch is a career worst. That tells you a little bit about how the rest of the offense uh, has gone. Now, I think if the Raiders are, are looking for a silver lining, the last two weeks without Josh McDaniels, Josh Jacobs has so, shown more life than he has all season. Maybe not the most efficiency, but more life. He had 26 carries for 98 yards and two touchdowns against the Giants. And against the Jets last week, he had 27 rush attempts for 116 yards uh, and two receptions for 11 yards. So he had his second best yards from scrimmage total last week against the Jets with 127 and then 98 yards the previous week. Uh, so he's over 100 yards from scrimmage per game. Now, from a touch perspective, that's also the two highest amounts of touches he's had all season, 29 and 26. They've gotten back to what it's supposed to look like, but explosive plays really aren't the name of the game here. Now, you can get explosive plays in the passing game courtesy of Devontae Adams, their star wide receiver, who has 98 targets, and that's 50% more than any other player on their roster. Jacoby Myers, former New England Patriot, Big surprise, the Patriots, formerly the coach of the Raiders, Patriots coach Josh McDaniels went out and got former Patriots to come in and run the system. They funnel a lot of targets um, in the direction of Devontae Adams. I will say his 58% catch rate is a testament of throwing targets for the sake of throwing targets. They have not been overly efficient with targeting him this year. He's averaging 11.6 yards per catch. He's got 65. He's on pace for like 1,100 yards and maybe six touchdowns this season. Those are the star players offensively for the Raiders. And then you expand upon that and, and you acknowledge that Jimmy Garoppolo has been benched for Aiden O'Connell, who's now up over uh, 100 pass attempts on the season. And I think it paints uh, a pretty good picture for your expectations. There's enough here. He started three games. You have enough of a sample size on what they're going to do. You have enough of a sample size on who he is and his own strengths and weaknesses. We could talk a little bit more about that, but I do want to talk about the defensive side of the ball because if you're talking cornerstone players, it's Max Crosby and that's it. This is one of the best. If I had to put him on the stratosphere, he's probably a top 20 player in the league, regardless of position. You want to account for quarterback positional value. I'm not going to argue with you. But if I'm frankly just listing, hey, who are the top 20 players in the NFL? Max Crosby's on that list. He is a stud. Now, the good news for the Dolphins are banged up up front, but they're going to have both tackles. Tron Armstead back last week or last game against Kansas City and Austin Jackson. What you have inside of both of those players is a little bit more of a question. But nevertheless, Max Crosby is the name to watch. They have some other nice players. Uh, they have a top 10 pick in Tyree Wilson, who I would not classify as a nice player. I think he's he's uh, enduring a rough transition to the league. But uh, Trevon Morig, uh, who was a top 50 pick at safety out of TCU a few years back, he's got a couple interceptions. He's got a couple passes defensed. He is fourth, fourth on the team in tackles this season. That's a good player. It's a player you have to be mindful of. Now, I don't love what they have at corner. Uh, this team did claim Jack Jones off of waivers. The New England Patriots cut him. The Dolphins saw him twice. Um, they need all the help that they can get. I'll, I'll be frank. Uh, the, the veteran corner is Marcus Peters. Last time the Dolphins saw Marcus Peters, 
Uh, he was getting cooked by Tyreek Hill against the Baltimore Ravens in week two of the 2022 season. So a high risk, high reward type of player. They get a lot of youth on that side of the ball. They have a lot of inexperience on that side of the ball. One player they have brought in that's been masterful for them is Robert Spillane. They brought him in for Pittsburgh. Uh, I would not call him a cornerstone player by any capacity. But he's outperformed expectations. He's got three interceptions this season. He's leading the team in tackles by about 21. Um, very productive player. It's a player you got to watch up the middle. So uh, as we get ready to kind of build around a, a game plan and what the Raiders do, that's something to be mindful of. But I, I want to switch gears and talk about the, the passing offense uh, for the Raiders and Aiden O'Connell and, and what his performance has been this season, what he was coming out of Purdue, and what the expectations should be for this Dolphins defense. That is coming up next on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. want to make sure that you guys get a chance to get into the action with FanDuel this season. We're about the halfway point, so don't wait. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So pick the Dolphins to win on FanDuel against the Raiders. And if that manifests itself, and we'd like to think that it would, then you get yourself $150 in free bonus bets uh, with that winning money line bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, props, over-unders, money line, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And we mentioned LinkedIn already at the top of the show, but LinkedIn jobs, listen, every potential new hire feels like a high stakes wager for you and your small business. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. You want to be hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you are hiring and simple tools like screening questions, make it easy for you to identify the right candidates with the right skills for the right position. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Ain O'Connell, uh, traditional pocket passer. I think that's probably the, the first thing you have to start with. And I think if you look at the quarterbacks that the Dolphins have played, and in particular the, the quarterbacks that the Dolphins have struggled with, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, these guys can get off the spot. Aiden O'Connell is not a get-off-the-spot type of player. And I think that's very important for the Dolphins when you come into this game and you're getting ready to play the Las Vegas Raiders and you acknowledge this is a player who came in, Aiden O'Connell, and posted a high, has posted a higher sack percentage on his dropbacks than Jimmy Garoppolo did. Jimmy Garoppolo was sacked on 7.2% of his dropbacks. Aiden O'Connell's almost at 9%. 9% of his dropbacks across 104 dropbacks in four games have been sacks. And you think about the health of Colton Miller. You think about the rest of the offensive line in general for the Raiders and where they're at. It's it's not a group of talented offensive line that you look at and feel they're going to have a lot of success in protection against you, which I think is why opening script and early uh, early game script is important. Because if you can get 
Jermaine Illuminor, if it's not Colton Miller, and Dylan Parham, and Andre James, and Greg Van Roten, and Thayer Munford, if you can get those guys into must-pass situations, you're going to have a problem. And I think that's when you reflect on what the Jets did with the Raiders last week, a game that the Raiders won 16-12. to The Jets could not get it in the end zone. They, they easily dictated terms in the first half of the game. But they shot themselves in the foot perpetually and had to kick field goals, and the Raiders floated around and kept in it. Raiders finished with 126 passing yards against the Jets. They were outgained by almost 100 yards of offense. But they won this football game because they put a ball in the end zone. Miami at home, and the Raiders have won the last two games at home against the Giants and Jets, both teams sliding in the wrong direction. So the Raiders are looking at themselves probably feeling pretty good. But this wasn't the doing of Aiden O'Connell and the the life of the coaching staff. This was, uh, I do think you get a bump. When you fire your head coach, players step up their performance. They realize the magnitude of what's at stake. And I think the Raiders had that intersection come against some of their their softer opponents on the schedule. They get the Dolphins, the Chiefs the next two weeks, and then they're on the bye. I would guess that looks a lot more like the Detroit Lions Monday Night Football debacle, in which they lost 26-14, to gave up 486 yards of offense, turned the ball over three times. Um. Well, they had three turnovers, and that's what allowed them to stay in the game. 486 yards of offense versus 157 yards of offense for the Raiders against Detroit, and they lost by 12 points. And that's what got Josh McDaniels fired. From a passing perspective, in, in totality, uh, this team is 23rd in passing yards. They are 21st in net yards per attempt. They are dead last in the league in interceptions thrown with 14. Um, from a turnover differential standpoint, they are... Uh, 27th in turnovers and 22nd in turnovers forced. Uh, So their net there is not good. They are 26th in points per possession. They are 25th in average yards per possession. They do not possess the ball. Their turnover percentage offensively is the worst in the league, 17%. 17% of drives turnovers. You got a quarterback in his third start on the road, fourth start in the road. It's Vic Fangio, Jalen Ramsey, Javon Holland, Xavier Howard, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, David Long, Cater Kohu, the group. Your expectation defensively is that you really have your way with this football team. In the last four games that the Raiders have played, they have not eclipsed 275 yards of offense, three of those four. The only time that they did was against the Giants. And they successfully ran the ball. So I get you got Devontae Adams. I get you got Josh Jacobs. I think there's a clear talent discrepancy in the trenches when the Raiders are going to have the football that the Dolphins and their defense at home, uh, I have very high expectations for. This is the kind of game that I think you get through and it, it kind of skews the needle and gets you back to probably where you should have been all season long in some capacities. Can can you have the big turnover influx? The Raiders have had four games this year where they turned the ball over three times. Could this be number five? The Dolphins have not had good turnover fortunes. You know, they themselves are minus four in turnover differential this season. Uh, 
They're 23rd in the league defensively. They only have nine turnovers forced. It's been tough sled in that regard. They're obviously very high up there in sacks. I would expect that to continue. I would expect if the if the Dolphins score 10 plus points in the first quarter, this, this game's gonna be trouble for the Raiders. As I'm not gonna sit here and say that's exactly what's gonna happen, or I'm not gonna sit here and guarantee you a win because you have to avoid those letdown type of games. And we're gonna look at some of those letdown type of games because they exist for everyone. And the Dolphins' job the next month of this season is to avoid them. You have to do the thing that you've been criticized for doing all season long, which is when you play teams that you are definitively better than from a talent standpoint, you have to win those football games. If you do that, it's going to take this season into a stratosphere conversation that Dolphins fans are not used to having. We'll talk about that next here on this episode. Locked on Dolphins. Stick with us. But before we go any further, I want to make sure you guys have the opportunity to hear about Prize Picks, the largest daily independently owned fantasy sports platform in North America. Easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's you against the numbers, not you against thousands of other people, including pros and sharps. Uh, you pick more or less on two to six player stat projections, and you can watch your winnings roll in. If you can hit a six stat projection pick, you can win 25 times your money. 25 times your money with prize picks. I'm all about good investments and return on investment. And 25 times your money for a selection that you can make in a few seconds from your phone with just a few taps. And they have Apple Pay to make sure that you always have you're always funded and you can stay in the game. It's always funner to watch these games when you have something at stake for yourself. That's self-explanatory when you're watching the Dolphins. But what about the rest of the slate? You can use Prize Picks to make sure that you are maximizing your football watching window and having a chance to win money along the way. So you can go to PrizePicks.com/slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. That is PrizePicks.com/slash locked on NFL. And use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. The Dolphins leading this division at six and three are a team that their next five, they're going to be overwhelming favorites in. Pretty confident in saying that. And they, they very well could be favored at home against the Cowboys. Raiders at Jets at Commanders, Titans, Jets. You're going to be, Vegas is going to like you a lot. And the Dolphins over on FanDuel, they're up to, uh, I think, minus 12 was the last that I had seen as far as the spread for this game. Uh, and it had started at 10. So the Dolphins had a lot of money that came in and was riding on them in this contest uh, to have a lot of success. I'm getting the updated. It's 12 and a half. Okay, so it's even higher than the last time. we <laughs> It started at minus 10. It's gone two and a half points further in the Dolphins' direction. Odds makers in Vegas is betting the Dolphins win this game by two touchdowns. Okay? That makes you feel good about the game, but it does not guarantee that you're going to win the football game, and you don't have to look any further than the 2022 Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, because that team, that season, lost to the Indianapolis Colts, who finished organically with a top-five pick, 20-17. to That season, they played a goofy game. And it happens. It happens to everybody. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles, last year's NFC uh, Conference champion and representative in the Super Bowl. They lost in Week 10 on Monday Night Football, their first loss of the season, to the Washington Commanders, 32-21. to They turned the ball over four times. Washington finished 8-8. Eight and eight. They had no business beating Philadelphia. But they did. And that was at home. 
Washington came into the link and beat the Eagles. And, and the list goes on and on and on where there are so many teams. The San Francisco 49ers last year played in the NFC Championship game, and they lost week one to the Chicago Bears 19-10. to 10. And I know it rained. I know it was wet. I know it was in Chicago. But Chicago finished with the number one overall pick in the draft, and they beat the 49ers in week one. And if you want to make the argument that week one games are kind of weird, okay. But then the 49ers also lost to the Broncos 11-10 to 10 in week three. These weird games exist, and they happen, and they've happened to a lot of teams. I think you can look at the Dolphins' season last year, and it's probably a little bit more challenging to compartmentalize where those goofy games happened because there was some overlap with injuries that that Dolphins team took. But how about the 2021 Dolphins team? Well, you lost to the Bills week two. Tua gets hurt. You, Jacoby Brissett's got to play against the Raiders. You make the miraculous late push, and you lose in overtime because they can't call DPI on Will Fuller when it was very clearly and egregiously DPI. Then the Colts come in, and they run all over you. They run for 139 yards, and you lose that game. And you lose to the Bucs, and that's not really a surprise. And now you're one in four, and you go overseas to London, and you play the Jaguars, who hadn't won in like 20 games, and you lost. You went for it on fourth down at midfield, and you lost that football game. And then you come home the following week, and the Dolphins go down the field, and they take the lead late in that game in the final two minutes. And the Falcons go down the field in the final two minutes and kick a game-winning field goal. Those two games, you had no business losing as the 2021 Miami Dolphins, and they cost you the playoffs. That Jacksonville team was 3-14. and 14. That Atlanta Falcons team finished 7-10, and 10 and they were bad. So Miami, we look at the Raiders. We could talk all we want about the expectations, but for this football team coming out of the bye, this is a paramount game for Miami. There's a, this is a high-leverage position because you can put the stress on the other teams. And if you look across the other teams in the AFC East, you start to see the cracks. The cracks exist. The Bills just fired their offensive coordinator. It wasn't his fault they had 12 on the field on the, the missed field goal at the end of the game. The Bills, from an efficiency standpoint and from most metrics offensively, are one of the better offenses in football. Is some of that skewed because they scored 48 against the Dolphins team that, that was missing a few key players and the Bills ran them out the building? Maybe. But they, they at five and five, losing to the Broncos and losing to the Patriots twice in a three week stretch, the Bills fired their offensive coordinator. If you don't think there's pressure inside that building, I don't know what to tell you. And the, the Bills are sitting here looking at the game this week against the Jets, and then they got to play the Eagles and the Chiefs. They got five losses already. Heaven help them if they lose to the Jets. They could be sitting here looking up and they, they could be five and eight. The Dolphins collecting the win and putting the pressure on them going into that schedule is paramount. The Dolphins collecting a win and putting pressure on the Jets, where if they were the team that would lose to the Bills, and then they're going into a, a head-to-head on a short week against Miami, well, that would be a team that would be 5-5 five and five playing that football game against a team that has a two-game lead. The, the pressure, you feel the pressure. And if the Dolphins are going to be the team we want them to be, putting their foot on the throat of these caliber teams while everyone else across the league may turn their nose up to it and sneer at the idea of it, this is how you close. 
And they've got the opportunity now, thanks to the bye week, with everybody else losing, that grip got a little tighter. And it's up to them to not take a game like this for granted so that they can maximize their opportunity this season. That is going to do it. We're going to do crossover Thursday uh, tomorrow on the show. Looking forward to talking to your boy Q with Locked On Raiders. But that's going to do it for me here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day. Make it a great rest of your day. I'm out of here. Fins up.